On tonight's episode of Eureka Cast Now, we dive deep into the murky waters of editorializing as we discuss the science of opinions, learn about the history of takes from Plato to 9-11, the climate impact of the average American opinion, and the true power of the take, quantum control. The following program is an artistic work of fiction and falsehood. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the broadcasters or the management thereof. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, citizen scientists. I'm glad you're here. I'm lead media disruption developer Kai Hubris, and this is, once again, one more Eureka Cast Now, where we discuss the latest news in science, but also technology, and sometimes even media, dare I say. With me, as always, is Professor Rowan Meadowlark from the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science. Hello, and may only positive impressions and opinions result from the program. We're starting this evening right now. Exactly, and I couldn't have a more positive experience starting this program today. I am absolutely ecstatic for a number of reasons. Uh, Rowan, would you would you care to know why I am so ecstatic for our show today? Um, maybe did you get a half weekend off? Uh, no, I said I'm happy, not disappointed, Rowan. Well, I, if I had to guess, knowing that you are a, uh, a media disruption developer, mm-hmm. uh, new media disruption developer, and that you have your finger on the pulse right. of society um, and what's going on, what people are talking about, I'm willing to bet you have a lot of interesting opinions mm-hmm. and thoughts I do. on the several billion dollars that's been added to the Pentagon budget. Uh, well, I was going to say I don't have any opinion. I do have opinions. We're not going to be talking about any opinions that I have, as this is a, a science and technology show. That's true. We, we, we try to avoid giving our opinions um, as much as we can. But I would say I don't, I don't give, a, I don't give a, a, a single bit of concern to, the, Penta, uh, to the, the Pentagon's budget. No. We have a large amount of that. that comes, a lot of that comes straight to us at the New Media Labs. Honestly, um, but I, I'm happy for three reasons. Number one, uh, we're not going to go too much into this, but as you know, the uh, Bridgeport where we broadcast the show, there's a new alderman in town, uh, which you know we might talk about in the future if it, when it revolves around science, maybe. Uh, number two, April Fool's Day. That was yesterday. We I scored epically on the on the robotics uh, labs here at Tech oh, Brothers. Oh, did you did you play a, a nice prank on your on your uh, on your uh, your colleagues at all? Uh, yes, definitely. A lot of them are in the hospital as we speak. And uh, finally, well, this week has been absolutely amazing, and it's reminded me why I've gotten to this field of media disruption development in the first place. We had reason to break out the quantum computers to study all the new data that's been generated uh, thanks to a uh, sort of a Cambrian explosion uh, that has taken place on new media recently. Um, well, uh, what, and what is this, this event that has, uh, has so uh, uh, caused... An explosion in your field, well, uh, based on your I perception. Think, I think you're playing coy, Rowan. Everybody knows about, it, and we're not going to talk too much about it. Again, we are not giving our takes here. Where there's no opinions, is all facts, all analysis. But we will be discussing. Uh, well, I'm at least excited about the prospects of the of the what we're calling in the in the new media industry the Cambrian slap. As soon as uh, the slap heard round the world. Uh, everybody is talking about it. You you flash from TV to TV to TV. Hong Kong, Taiwan, Oklahoma, uh, Britain, Sweden, all these places, all the TVs, all the reporters are talking about one incident that took place at the Oscars last week, one week ago, uh, almost one week ago today. Ah, uh, yes, yes, of course. The um, the 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 occurrence, the altercation that occurred and mm-hmm. was uh, commented ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have certainly still being commented. I have seen my my ta- my fair share of me. Memes, uh, gaffes, goofs, mm-hmm. uh, jokes, what have you, um, and I have also seen a a boggling amount of opinions, of uh-huh. thought pieces, of of ideas that have come forth from this editorials. event. Editorials, uh, editorials, ex- yes, ex- ex- excellent from all walks of life. 
And uh, so, so I can definitely see, uh, as someone as you are, who mm-hmm. is interested in sort of the um, distribution and promulgation of ideas and memes and mm-hmm. culture, I could see why this is a big moment for you. I, 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 truthfully, excellent. I struggle to think of an event um, that has generated this much immediate opining mm-hmm. than perhaps, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe um, 9-11? We'll be talking about that a little bit later too, Rowan. Um, but it's it's true. This this there's not an area of new media, not a website, not a not an email that's not brimming with takes, oozing with discourse. Um, and I'm taking full liberties with all of them, with everything out there. I feel like Dr. John Watson investigating some grisly crime scene where there is this DNA splattered all over the walls, and it's my job to look at that DNA and and uh, and collect that data and uh, and make things out of it. Right, because as I mentioned earlier, uh, this uh, episode, this transmission is in fact thoughts on takes, the science of opinions. Oh, I was yeah. playing a little coy earlier. You know, I like to play coy on the air every once Sometimes in a while. Sometimes I can't tell. I don't know whether what's you and what's your uh, your acting abilities. Um, but, but yeah, like so here at the New Media Labs, we are working around the clock. We're excavating the takes, the hot takes, the opinions. We are studying the takes, and we are conducting experiments on all of these all of these new takes that we've found. And let me just tell you about some of the things that we we have so much data. Let me tell you about some of the things that we are experimenting with um, with this data. Right. Well, I mean, you know, in the wake of any major um, event, Mm -hmm. there is first sort of um, the emotional response, the gut response, and then there is the picking up of pieces in the analysis. You can look at something like, um, you know, the eruption of um, Mount St. Helens, for example. Um, Another event. A number of people uh, perished. A a community was devastated. Mm -hmm. But um, the geologists and the volcanologists, you know, they they were just biding biding their time until they could get in there yeah. and, and get, you know, fist feet, uh, th- you know, uh, elbow deep in the ash and the pumice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine this is a similar scenario that you, that, that you are in your field going through. Exactly. So all week long, we've been experimenting with a few things with all of this juicy, juicy data. Um, we've been experimenting with number one, uh, converse, uh, uh, cons- uh, uh, conversions and transformations of, of takes. So we're experimenting with converting takes into other takes, sort of like a, a hot take alchemy, if you will. Well, that's interesting that you should bring it up because generally speaking, when I think of individuals with strong opinions, when I think of, of opinion having in general, mm-hmm. getting someone to change their opinion seems to be one of the most difficult things imaginable. Well, but what you're saying is is that you've, you've actually been able to model this extremely rare behavior. Sure, yes, but it's not, and it's not, we're not changing somebody's opinions. We are changing, we are going in and changing the opinions themselves, where it, it, it's sort of like a, a chicken and egg scenario. It's kind of hard to explain, but we have found some success in actually physically altering certain opinions and then ensuring that people hold on to those opinions even after they are different. Um, we're also investigating hot take induction and convection. So sort of the, we're turning lukewarm takes into hot takes and, and vice versa, um, adding heat to these systems, if you will. And we hope to even create some sort of hot take air fryer soon enough. Well, I'm certain that will have its own hot takes uh, um, upon it. Uh, and and as, we'll use those. Uh, it's, it's, those aren't safe from us either. And then, of course, we have the hot take lasers. We are investigating hot take uh, mitosis. Um, that's sort of uh, that we don't need to get into too much. What I'm super excited about are the take chains. So with take chains, it's sort of like a blocked chain of takes. So if you imagine a blockchain, just imagine that every— Something notoriously easy to imagine. Yeah, but just imagine all the chain parts are now takes. Hmm. And then, of, uh, of course— uh, I, I would be remiss to uh, to not mention my baby, my child, something I've been working on since I started as a as a media disruption. Even when I was a junior media disruption developer, even though now I am a a senior, a lead disruption developer, was is of course the hot take fission reactions that we're working on. We are testing out some uh, some reactions that we hope to sort of inject into high energy media bombshells that we can sort of drop. 
in, in, in areas of new media and then have cascading effects ripple out, even leaving some people completely vaporized. And, and, and what would be the practical application of this? Um, not that there necessarily has to be one. Some of the favorite studies that I have ever participated in have, will have absolutely no use, have no use well, at all. all of my... But, but uh, I'm curious, what's the what's the uh, the um, the roadmap for this technology that you, you've been developing? Uh, well, this is for the military. Oh, everything everything I do has a practical purpose. Um, it's either for the military or for consumers, and, and, and uh, frankly, this is something that we're experimenting both routes uh, uh, with with hot take vision. Um, but yeah, so that's and what's great about it is is it's it's really proving um, a common sentiment that I've held for uh, years, decades um, now, and, and that's that. Well, opinions, takes, hot takes, they operate fundamentally. Obviously, there, there are differences, but they fundamentally, they operate a lot like elementary particles. You know, many things, when you break them down, can often be considered of as elementary particles. Oftentimes, uh, it's simple, even in extremely complicated, um, you know, high variance sciences, mm -hmm. it is helpful to begin by imagining um, individuals as uh, as um Individuals or phenomenon as being though they were elementary particles, as atoms, atoms, uh, atoms protons, molecules, protons, neutrons, etc. Um, as a matter of fact, we've had a lot of extremely um, promising results, uh, sort of looking at economies, economics, um, financial studies through the lens of uh, gluon boson interactions. Really? Um, it, you know, it, it actually, if anything, it's slightly less complicated than uh, though. Those formulas are slightly less complicated than a lot of the behaviors that you see in uh, sort of high-end uh, financial yeah. sort of discussions. Over, they get over their heads with these equations. They take up entire chalkboards. It seems unnecessary. When you can have a perfectly good... Feynman diagram to explain the whole thing. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's interesting that you should bring that up because I did want to um, uh, use this example because this this program is going to be, uh, you have quite a bit prepared for this program. Mm -hmm. be, you know, have that. This is my, this is sort of my wheelhouse. It, it is. Opin opinions and the study thereof being um, the bulk of what social media is used for, mm -hmm. new media is used for. But I, I did want to talk about something, this idea that... Um, Opinions. Many people uh, have wrongly have the idea that their opinions are worthless, that it means nothing, that in mm -hmm. the grand scheme of things, an opinion means nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, you would disagree with that because opinions are excellent data points. Yeah, I say we can make – I say with the technology we have now, we can make opinions and, and takes as – uh, have as much effect as we want them to have, right? And 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 I, on the other hand, we see can it, with the technology. I, we can do that. I, I and and I think actually, even you know, there is no need to introduce technology because the fact of the matter is, is that there is a power to opinions um, sure. and takes, um, and that power comes from the quantum mechanics, as uh, as you had alluded to earlier. Mm -hmm. um, granted, okay. this is no longer the modeling of elementary particles, but waveforms and what have you. But sure. the fact of the matter is, is that opinions can do influence the world on a very physical level, not just the actions of the opinions, but the opinions them themselves. Sure. This is well known in many sciences, mm -hmm. uh, but especially in uh, work involving with uh, plant biology. Mm -hmm. So agronomy, viniculture, permaculture, biodynamic farming. Um, as a general rule, um, an unwritten rule in these sciences, in these fields, even among farmers, mm -hmm. the better your attitude that you go in with, the better the results. Okay. We actually have a very interesting study coming out right now that On farmers um, uh, from the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science, Decatur, 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 Decatur. Anyway, the the the, the Decatur. Botany uh -huh. program, uh, the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science, um, uh, Decatur Campus, uh, isolate, yeah, yeah, satellite campus, and Decatur. Um, skip the word, Rowan. Stop saying it. Uh, in 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 uh, 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 not in Chicago. <laughs> um, uh, sorghum exposed to cyberbullying yielded fifteen percent less grains than those who were not. Cyberbullying. Yes. What, how do you do that? 
well, I mean, you know, uh, you show it a screen, electrodes, and mm-hmm. um, you know, okay, waveforms. Yeah. It's not I'm my, sort of it's it. it's not my project, but um, sure. I I do get it on the uh, the inter the inter office yeah, so, uh, email chains and what right, have you. So you're you're zapping sorghum with uh with uh, you're putting electrodes on on sorghum and you're zapping it, them. It's either electrodes or a keyboard. Um, uh-huh. I, I need to. Uh, the point but is, it, you're making the claim that cyberbullying affects the growth of uh, plants. It does. I mean, it affects the growth of people too. Sure, um, and people are just plants that move uh another thing that um and 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 so in botany it's a well-established if unwritten rule and even things these so-called thought experiments like Uh um schrodinger's cat yes um easily solvable easily solvable depending on your opinion your attitude um as you go in your opinion well well uh, the fact matters if you believe the cat is alive Uh it will be alive if you believe it's dead it'll be dead Physicists will never tell you this, but that is the truth of the matter. Um, Interesting. And, 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 and so, uh, because, you know, I don't I, know if that's true. I don't know if I think physicists. Don't, don't may worry. Have a point I, I am. I am aware. Of, uh, you don't need to know it's true because I know it's true enough for the both of us. So you're uh, saying that you knowing you knowing that it's true outweighs my not knowing that it's true. Well, and that's quantum opinions for you. <laughs> um, so uh, here's an easy experiment to try at home. Okay. I that love has trying to do to, this for the citizen scientists. That that, that actually does have to do with space and time and mass. It's quite simple. Okay. Um ask a roomed wa- a roommate or a loved one to do a chore. Okay. Try it at first okay. using and, and incorporate a positive opinion. Maybe like something a, like a, like a chore. What kind of chore? Any, well, any well, chore? Well, well, what's some um, make my well, bed? We'll go through. Um, so, for example, maybe you say something like, "I think it'd be really respectable of you to take out the garbage." That's a good opinion. You're saying that 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 you think of them as being respectable. Okay. So you've turned an declarative sentence into a the other kind or whatever. Um, and then uh, another example would be perhaps would be these dishes you chose look really nice when you clean them. Um, and, and so you're incorporating a positive opinion into a request that has one of two outcomes. Okay. The, they will either do the chore as you have bid them to do mm-hmm. or politely ask them to do mm-hmm. or they won't. When you incorporate sure. a positive opinion through the actions of both quantum entanglement and manifesting, the garbage is more likely to end up in the trash can and stu- in my experience, there's no studies out there on this, okay. but that garbage will smell better. It will not smell as bad based on your opinion, your attitude going in. So well, you're, you're kind of conflating two things. One of them is asking somebody whether or not you ask somebody nicely to do something affects how they will, whether or not they will do it. And you're, and you're claiming this is somehow very similar to quantum mechanics. Well, no, no, no. Well, hear me out, actually. That's, it's not, that is not what I'm claiming okay. at all. Let me hear what you're claiming. Um, another, so another, uh, um, uh, if you don't, let's, we, we've tried a positive opinion and the task ends up being finished um, sure. satisfactorily. Maybe, depending on who you're asking, I would say. Now, if you do the same thing with the same individual and you in, in incorporate a negative opinion, okay. something like, your dirty clothes smell terrible and keep tripping me, that would be a negative opinion. Uh-huh. Um, is or, that an opinion? Or, or something along the lines of uh, the way you live is abominable and mm. sickens me. Sure. Um, take out the garbage, um, you goblin. Th- th- that would be uh, a negative opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, through quantum entanglement, it's very likely in that instance that that garbage never makes it to the trash can, even if you see the individual in question take it out and put it in there. <laughs> um, many times, Wait, you saw many, them do it? Many times that I have tried this experiment that garbage has somehow managed to end up from inside the garbage can uh-huh. to strewn all over my bed. And I attribute I attribute that to to the quantum effects of opinions on That's um, what you attribute that to. That's absolutely what I attribute it to. There you have no other frames of reference for what could have happened there, but quantum effects of what you know very little. Of what I know very well. You are a light worker, so I guess I am photons. a light worker. Photons are, do involve – light working involves a great deal of quantum activity as well as manifesting, as well as mm. um, the ability of the human mind to create what it desires if you use your pow- your willpower um, successfully and, and with force and with, with thought. So, so I have a few few issues with that. Number one, I didn't hear a single hot take there. So I can't. I I don't really know how how effective this is. We're not talking about. Well, not every not every opinion needs to be a hot take. The ones that matter do. I I don't I don't know if that's true. 
But in, in the other in the other case, I don't. I, I what about can't, the quiet opinions? What about what about the impact of the quiet opinions? The the small opinions. Many small opinions lead to one large opinion. Uh, how are you many? are you to tell me that the quietly shared opinions of two lovers entangled in a silk sheet mm-hmm. mean n- nothing? They, nothing, nothing in comparison of opinion of an opinion that that comes from the the great and mighty slap. No, not a single one. Well, Kai, worlds um, have been destroyed over this slap, and I I plan to create ones anew. Well, thank you very well. Well, well, uh, I don't know what to say to that, Kai. I don't well, I, don't, I don't have you, a good response. What you can response. say is what you can say is uh uh uh. Let's 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 get ready to quench our thirsts because I, we are moving on to our uh, our our mid show event. I, I think that I think that's true. Um, I, I I think you are correct. Um, because this I, and, week and, and and I was so pleased to hear you, you you tell me your plan for this this next segment. Um, because. Uh, we have been, we have on and off done, uh, or, well, I should say, I have on yes. and off done a thing called it's Liquid Poetry. It's been a sticking point of us. Of um, and, and for the longest time, uh, you were vehemently against Liquid Poetry. And of course, mm-hmm. these were um, the parts of the program where, where I would... you would come on, you would bring wine usually. I would. You would drink it live and you would... I don't know, uh, uh, wax poetic with what you taste and, and make recommendations, which well, I could not abide by. Well, I mean, it was disgusting. All, all it was tr- not informative. It was not extremely, scientific. It was extremely informative, but um, that's a matter that that is an opinion in of itself. But anyway, uh, so you have a liquid poetry for I do, us. Yes, just like um, just like uh, just like uh, 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 you know, they keep making new Spider-Man, new Batman movies. Just like the old Batman movies from the '80s, they were awful. We all can agree that they were. Absolutely awful. But then Christopher Nolan, he came, he changed them up, made them good again, made them actually good this time. Um, I am taking, I'm seizing control of liquid poetry. Um, the, when we, when we were, we, you know, we discuss drinks and beverages, and I'm making it good and actually scientific. Well, well, you know what, Kai? I have a lot of my own opinions on those things that you said in your characterization of the segment, which was much beloved, by the way. Um, many people, I didn't that, see many, any. many, many, many individuals were tuning in just wine fans, viniculturalists. Vin, vin halfway through. Halfway through. And, and, and they would come and they would come for that opinion, and then they would stay. Can't they would true. stay for the rest of it. And, and when. When you had that conversation with me and told me that we could not do liquid liquid mm-hmm. poetry anymore, I immediately saw the metrics drop. You did. You, yes. You have access to the metrics. Well, when I was doing liquid poetry, I would have three or four coworkers approach me mm. at my job and say that was a real. I, I tried that wine you recommended, mm. um, and then then and, and then that was after you pl- you held up your phone and played it for them. And and then I, and then we got rid of the segment. Uh-huh. They stopped talking to me about it. Um, so that's as far as I'm concerned. That's right. um, that's that's a that's a huge. Thanks truck. for your let's, let's, thanks for your anecdotal evidence, Rowan. But it's time to move on to. Well, I'm just glad that you have finally come to love mm-hmm. and understand wine as much as I have. This doesn't have. Okay, so this is the difference, though. This has nothing to do with wine. It has um, nothing to do with eggnog, which is something that you did at a certain point. Well, eggnog is sort of a like a festive wine when you think about it. We're going to be talking about um, sort of a, a a category of beverages that uh, are sort of in the field known as. Sigma growth mindset management beverages. So these are beverages that help us uh, manage our sigma growth mindsets. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Beautiful. Excellent. All Wonderful. Right. Uh, so this this beverage that I have for us today is uh, is a so it is called the nootropic advanced sunshine kinetic brown beverage. So you see, it is a very clinical name. For a very clinical beverage, um, and this beverage, well, what's what it's going to do is it's going to give me Kai. It's going to give the drinker of the beverage certain enhancements to their abilities. Um, it, it's some of the, some people consider it like a, a coffee substitute, something to take before uh, before when they wake up or before they go to bed or sometime in the middle of the day, just to refresh them and keep them engaged and really enhance their their mindset. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, some would argue that wine is excellent at enhancing a mindset. Um, But uh, this, I'm not scientifically. You can't make that scientific. As as someone who works in the realm of uh, eating many smoothies, many smoothie bowls, many bowls Uh in general, acai bowls, acai bowls, yeah, acai bowls, oatmeal bowls, um, I have eaten many things in my life Mm -hmm. that, for nutritional value, that were both um, repugnant to look at and repugnant to eat. But whatever this is, this picture you have. Provided uh-huh. is by far the most repugnant-looking beverage I have ever seen in my life. Uh, it, this is an individual, and, and for, for my own experience, um, I am well acquainted with ayahuasca, which um, this is not ayahuasca. Um, if it it's, was, this it might, is completely legal. Oh well, um, you, that might have been more interesting. What is that? What is this, Kai? What? what um, so, yes. Yeah, so, so let me just tell you before I before I crack this bad boy open. So you can see sort of a uh, if you're looking at the the stream, you can see a glass full of it. I'd have a can full of it as soon as I open up. It's going to be all mixed, but typically you can buy it in powder forms, and then you'd froth it into your into a hot cup, a hot or cold cup of water. Um, you know, make it yourself. Uh, uh, but sort of, I'm feeling kind of tired and groggy, so I'll be taking this sunshine kinetic brown beverage, um, which I'm looking at the ingredients now. Again, scientific, uh, scientific. Um, the ingredients, and these are just the ingredients that sort of enhance the taste and how it goes down the palate. Um, it includes things like uh, uh, some of the main ones are turmeric, uh, uh, turmeric. Um, some Mongolian Mongolian chai. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we have uh, uh, aroth root, uh, uh, native to some, Zimbabwe. Yeah, or around there. Uh, we have some uh, uh, synthetic algae, native to the, to the University of Florida. They do make an excellent synthetic algae out of Florida. Um, and then, uh, of course, uh, some cacao salt. Uh, excellent, very rare. Yeah, very hard to get. But that's just so. That's just the basic ingredients. Now let's talk about um, the the real the real stuff here. Let's talk about the mindset enhancing components. Now these are the stuff that you're not going to be able to pick up at the store. Um, so first off, so these are sort of usually sort of fungal. Um, they're fungal in nature. You can find them in various forests or or harvest them uh, um, from native using pigs, things like that. Uh, but these are the things that are going to be actually enhancing your mind. So first off, we have gnome growth. Uh, gnome growth. Gnome growth. It's, uh, it's used by aborigines. I, I'm quite familiar with the aboriginals. I'm quite familiar with gnomes. I've never heard of gnome growth in my life. Uh, it's it's uh, it's very rare. It's only found in the eastern eastern Canada. <laughs> next next up we have powdered abacus leech. So it's sort of a sub uh, a, a, a sub. Mediterranean. It's found like in the east side of Chicago, underneath the, the water. I, I have serious concerns about this beverage already. Uh, next up, we have pale Nirvana. Uh, so, so this is. So let me let me go back a little bit. So we have the uh, the gnome growth. That's good for clarity. Powdered um, abacus leech is good for energy. Pale Nirvana. Um, this is a growth uh, or a, a a fungus that is good for focus, um, for for keeping my mind focused. And then of course we have a little bit of that special something. Orange shiitake. And that's just for you know an all-around good time. All right, so so uh, so now now time for the a little bit of the uh, the ASMR part of this. The, the taste test. But I have the um I have the can here. So this is an insta froth. So you can sort of hear. As soon as I op- as soon as I open that up, it insta froths. It's, so it's, it's it's making quite a mess, Kai. Actually, could you could you take that away from the no, desk? No, I'm I'm really I'm the vapors are. Uh, they're getting into my mouth, into my eyes. Uh, the thick vapor—it's already sharpening my eye setting. I can already see it a little bit better. Um, so, uh, so now let me give it give it a sip. Oh yeah, that's that's thick and chalky with a tang. I'm sort of—it's sort of like taking a, a bite out of a bear pelt, um, if you can imagine that. All right, so I'm tasting. It's heavy. I feel it weighing on me. That's definitely. And I'm tasting now. That's definitely the algae, sort of in the back of my throat, sort of like balling up back there. Wait. So what is this? What is this beverage supposed to do for you again? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, let's 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 see. Okay. I, I'm starting to feel it now. I'm starting to feel it now. All right. So uh, I, I'm experiencing a sudden focus and clarity. I'm seeing twelve. No, thirteen dimensions. I'm seeing time as a finite cube of infinite rectangles. Hi, we've all seen the time cube. Some of us have actually studied it for years. Um, Ooh, okay, okay. Now I'm seeing the command prompt of life itself, and my calendar is organizing itself before my very eyes. Mm, all right, all right. All right, I can see three, three miles down, three miles straight, right out the window. I can see three miles away. I can feel my legs growing. 
they sort of, they've grown sort of four percent. Kai, my I, muscle mass has achieved 16 kilograms of potential energy. Kai, I, am, I could lift a car. I am all for, but it wouldn't be efficient. I am all for individuals taking um, the the uh, supplements and uh, you know determining what they um, what's right for them. I feel refreshed as best I can. Uh, you know. You know. You know what, Ron? I think I'll be revisiting this one. Well, Kai, it's fantastic. Thumbs up from Kai. Thank you very much this is, for that. Uh, so, for uh, this has been my review of the Sigma Grind Throat, Sigma Sigma Growth Mindset Management Beverage, uh, Nootropic Advanced Sunshine Kinetic Brown Beverage. Uh, fantastic, fantastic, Kai. And 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 for for the benefit of the listener, I want it to be known that. Um, we do not condone any products on this program, um, uh, anything at all like that. Except except for when we are scientifically evaluating the claims that they make. In any case, Kai, thank you so much for that. Um, maybe next time you can try a wine, um, you know, what people really I want. I wouldn't touch the stuff. People are really interested when it comes Rowan, to I, a liquid poetry. I did all of the things you wanted me to. I made the slurping sounds. The sorping, the sorping sounds are only part of it. Anyway, uh, we are about halfway through the program, um, so we are going to take a short 10-minute break, mm-hmm. listen to some music, and when we return, uh, Kai, uh, if Kai has not fallen over from uh, some sort of poisoning, uh, we will uh, be doing a, a presentation on the history of takes and opinions um, from ancient times to modern digital age. It's like I'm eating crystals. Uh, So please stay tuned. And we are back. We are back. Welcome back, everybody. I am feeling refreshed after an excellent brown beverage. You you look um, sweaty and uh, perhaps a little jaundiced. That's the the laziness leaving my body. That's the failure leaving my body. Kai, I am all for once again, I am all for supplements. I am for nutrients, nootropics, neurotropics, um, all sorts of chai. I just think that this beverage that you are drinking has not been adequately uh, – I don't think it's been adequately looked at. Well, we're looking at it – that's why we're looking at it now, Ron. I, I can't even find any evidence of an orange shiitake, and I'm a bit of a mycologist myself. I know where to look for obscure mushrooms, and I am not finding any any reference to orange I shiitake anywhere. I doubt that's the case. What alone – powdered abacus leech in any case it's time to move on to what we're actually talking about this week and that is uh our our thoughts on takes the science of opinions Uh, thoughts on takes exactly and um i know that you have uh, quite a lengthy presentation coming up but i do very 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 quickly want to mention one more thing Mm -hmm. and that is um this idea that uh i mentioned earlier that um this idea that opinions don't matter, that someone's opinion, yes. it does not matter. Um, it's and untrue. It, and it, it is untrue. I and we, love and we, opinions. I respect everybody's opinion out there. I will use that opinion. But, but Milk it for uh, what it's worth. And, 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 and um, I mean, that's not entirely true because clearly certain – in your mind, there is a hierarchy of opinions. But that's – I'm not here to – I'm not here to, 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 to kick you while you are having some sort of reaction to this beverage. Um, no, I, I, I'm having a positive reaction. Another thing, we talked about the quantum sort of aspect of opinions and the purpose of opinions and how opinions can be. You talked about that, yes. Uh, Well, yes, I did. But there is another aspect to opinions that, um, while perhaps not as positive, not as um, powerful, but is still Mm -hmm. – stresses the point that all opinions do matter in in a certain sense. Mm -hmm. And that is, of course, the the carbon footprint of uh, opinions. Yes. Um, And in the Western world, America specifically, they are quite high – because let's face it, on social media, on the internet, um, at least in the Western world, uh, you are likely to encounter a lot of opinions. You are allowed to, uh, you likely to form a lot of opinions based mm-hmm. on opinions that are being shared, either in agreement or against. And the fact of the matter is, is these opinions are not locally sourced. These are not no. locally sourced opinions. These are not um, takes that are uh, um, occurring in the community as they did um, in the past, which I know you're going to talk sure. about very shortly. Some of these takes are being made on take farms in different countries. Uh, Bangladesh, Russia, China, mm-hmm. um, Japan. And the um, carbon output that required to take these opinions, these takes, mm-hmm. and bring them to America um, is astronomical. Right. And as a matter of fact, um, looking at some 
some uh, statistics I could find because yeah. there isn't a, a great deal of statistics right. out there on this. Um, what he but here for. based on what I'm reading is that the average carbon output of opinions in America mm-hmm. is equal to the entire carbon emission of Angola. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, it's incredible. So um, – Never feel like your opinion is worthless. Never feel like your opinion means nothing because it, it is means having a drastic effect on the on the environment. Yes. Um, and with that out of the way, um, let's move on to what you have lined yes. up for us, Kai. So a a um, a brief or perhaps not so brief history of takes of opinions. It's as, it's as brief as I could possibly make it because it takes. They have had a very long history. They have, and uh, I will just pull that up. In so in order to moment. really understand what we're seeing here with the the slap, it's it's important that we go the Cambrian slap, um, which we talked about at the beginning. It's important to go through the history. Um, of opinions, uh, where they started off with, where they're going, where hot takes come into it. So I've prepared this brief history of takes to to get us all up on the same uh, general level with this whole thing. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and go through that. I've got that pulled up. All right. So let's go to the let's go to the first slide. And in this slide, we're going to just talk about the the major periods of takes. Mm-hmm. So takes have not all been manufactured. They're not they're not all the same. They've evolved over time, um, just like people have evolved and animals have evolved takes have evolved. So the first takes are documented at 2.6 million years ago. This is the age of prehistoric takes. So things about rocks and animals and loincloths, things like that. Mm. Um, then let's, let's uh, you know, a few million years later, thing, takes stayed pretty much the same up until 600 BCE, where we are seeing classical takes start come into play. Things from ancient Rome, ancient Greek, uh, uh, Greece, uh, uh, from the Arabic countries, places like that. Then let's flash forward to 476 CE. That's when the Middle Ages started. So we're seeing Middle Age takes. And sort of the illuminated manuscripts and the uh, the uh, development of the uh, uh, the church and the ecclesiastical, exactly. however mm-hmm. that's pronounced. Exactly. The Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Uh, then we're on to 1450 CE. Early modern takes, so during the uh, the Renaissance, Galilean takes, Galilean takes, yeah, Da Vincian takes, yeah, uh, uh, the Vesuvian take. Mm. Um, then we have 750, uh, uh, 1750, 1750 CE modern takes. So we're seeing takes in the Industrial Revolution, takes uh, in the New Worlds, Marxist takes, things like that. Uh, the, the 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 widespread distribution of the printed word as yes. well. Finally, it's, like biting in. Uh, and, Nietzsche, uh, and then of course King of Takes, King of yeah, the Lord of Takes. Um, we have postmodern takes, which is uh, took pl- started in 19, the nineteen fifties. So we're seeing space age takes here. Um, you know, this is the sort of the advent of, of computers and, and mass media, and then finally now, digital takes, and you can see my friend from uh, from the film I Robot there, which is sort of a, a prelude. <laughs> But let's move on. Let's move on. So, so yeah, why don't we start with um, these prehistoric yes, takes? Which is, yeah, it starts with ground zero. So we got take zero, uh, Grog versus Og. Um, so we see Grog here. Grog is, uh, is using a pointed, uh, a pointed piece of, of rock um, to slash and bash a hole into a mammoth bone um, to get out that juicy marrow, extract its nutrients. Og, over in that corner, Og sees Grog use that pointed stone um, to get into that mammoth bone. Og decides that the slate that he's using is not the best kind of stone to bash a hole in the, ma- in the mammoth bone. He thinks that maybe some granite would work better. So obviously Grog and Og are sort of a... a they're, at, they're at odds with one another. Grog and Og are at odds. Um, exactly. Um, so Og has two, uh, you know, two options at this point. Uh, number one, Grog and Og can sort of separate. They can live with their differences. Uh, they can go their separate ways. Cohabitate and, exactly. uh, and, and, and live and let live. Uh, or number two, they can fight. And this has been sort of the, the, what's happened, what we've seen um, for that whole like, prehistoric time period, for millions of years. And I mean, in many places, even in the so-called developed world, this is still the level of opinions that uh, many operate on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that was predominantly how opinions were had, takes were made, up until uh, sort of the study of takes. Um, and this is during the classical era, era sort of. Mm-hmm. So we started, people started studying takes. So there had been a long tradition of orally 
past traits um, up into this point again um, with uh, some of the uh, like uh, with Socrates and then uh, some of the Arabics. Um, they passed their traits on orally through through stories, um, through their voices. And this is up until Plato. So Plato, uh, he lived from 428 to 348 BCE. Uh, Plato was what we call a proto-media disruption developer, sort of an inspiration for me, frankly. He was one of the first ones to do it. And he also he's also an INFJ. That's important. Is that important? It's extremely important because it really sort of touches on uh, the fact that what he did was he invented a little thing called philosophy. What is philosophy, you might ask? I, w- I did not ask that. Philosophy uh, is a term that when translated from Greece, it translates to a tool with which to generate takes perpetually. So Plato took an interest in takes, how they developed, what happened with them. So he invented philosophy because he knew that if he had some really good questions, he could get takes for days. So let's move on. So, you know, Plato, he went on to use his philosophy at his uh, academia. He Throughout these questions, he asked, what is a man? What is this? What is that? All this stuff. And then he saw, he studied what people would do. He studied what they were were doing um, to to build theories, grand theories of takes, to understand what takes were, how opinions formed, how they progressed. Um, And in doing so, he met some odd characters, such as uh, Diogenes. Everyone's favorite. Uh, everyone's favorite homeless, Every, homeless man. Yeah, uh, he. Well, he, he's what we call a proto dynamic paradigm facilitator. Because what he was, he was sort of uh, aggressive towards Plato. Plato liked 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 to stay, you know, out of the fray. He liked to observe from afar. But Plato and uh, and our ISTP friend uh, Diogenes. Is this really necessary to have the yeah. Myers Briggs? Yes, uh, extremely. And you'll see later, maybe. Um, so they 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 were at odds. Um, and, you know, they got a little carried away. In fact, what they developed was discourse. And that was the revolution that, that Plato sort of came into. He studied, he, under, he began to understand discourse, what it was, how it was generated, and what a crucial part of takes it was. So Plato uh, sort of developed a theory of discourse, the advent of discourse. In his theories... There was an event, an event that took place. A question was asked. Something took place. Then we have the take. The take is a reflection of that event. Plato believed that takes existed outside of our own imaginations. Takes were all—he he considered takes to be godly. Takes—the uh, um, idea of the takes being a, um, an unalienable thing out in nature that yes. is accessed. Yes. Um, however, the way that we— uh, sort of work with takes, we understand takes, is through our discourse. People generate discourse to the takes that, that we see in nature. So takes exist external to man. Uh, now, this is something that didn't live very long. Let's look at a classical model of takes. Okay. So as science progressed, we see that takes started to look a lot more like this. So you have a cone of events, a lot of different events um, that, that generally converged into one specific place, the take uh, point which exists in sort of a, a, a hyperspace. Um, so that take point, all the, all the events converge to that take point, and then the discourse branches out and expands as a cone from that. This looks like a very um, familiar sort of, uh, of graphic here. I feel like I've seen this before. Um, you know, probably because of my work. All right. But this, this what this doesn't account for, the hot take. And the hot take is oftentimes um, a take is oftentimes used interchangeably with a hot take right. um, uh, in the the common parlance. But there's a there's a big distinction between a take and a hot take. Anybody can have a take. Right. It takes a true. Everyone honestly has. I, I think just about everyone has an opinion of some sort. Yes. Whether that opinion be a take and whether that take be hot is a question entirely. But so, opinions are near universal. Exactly. So a hot take, though, is is something that is meant to to inspire, to rev people up. Mm. And sort of the invention of the modern hot take, um, I, I, won't, I will not point to one particular individual, but I will say somebody that definitely revolutionized, one of the masters of the hot take in his day was somebody like Christopher Hitchens, mm. who died a few years ago. I would consider Christopher Hitchens a dynamic creative specialist and also an INTJ. 
Once again, Kai, I just I don't know why this that that's necessary. But um, but he made some excellent hot takes, some very very controversial statements, his own opinions that revved people up, made people think, made people speak up. Um, like this one we have on this picture. Rowan, would you mind reading that for us? Um, I actually uh, the four most overrated things in life are champagne, lobster, sodomy, and picnics. I'm using a plate word, sodomy, mm-hmm. instead of the actual right word, and that is quite a quite a spicy take. Quite I would. A spicy I would, I would say I would have to agree that that is um, uh, constitute constitutes a hot take. Which is why we give him a chili pepper there. But so hot takes they're self perpetuating. A take creates another take, and so on and so forth. So the models become a little bit more abstract. Let's look at a new model of a hot take. Okay, a lot right. more confusing. Um, and now we're in a digital age of takes. We don't have time to read through all of these, but anybody can have a hot take now. It's not just the intellectuals. Anybody can go on twitter.com and post their hot take. I have a few examples here. And in fact, learn about um, hot takes uh-huh. and sort of incorporate new hot takes into um, you know any number of uh, 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 other opinions you have. Of sort of a uh, spawning pool of opinions takes, if you will. Oh yeah, and like this last one, Rise Darby was hot in Jumanji. A very hot take. I and I would uh, I I think I agree with this take honestly. Well, you're very controversial, Rowan. Uh, so now we got to look at the modeling of takes. Uh, so this is a new sort of event of, of modeling of takes. We have Gibbs free takes. I won't really get, really really get into this graph too much because we don't have time. But we're now being a little bit more scientific. We're not what? just looking at takes as time cones. We're looking at who was Gibbs in the this sort of uh, in this scenario? Nathan Gibbs, he's a buddy of mine. <laughs> now let's look at the rates of takes since 2020, when hot takes really started to come into their own. So we have this graph here. This graph um, represents the rates of takes. So how many takes uh, were were made per you know day or so, um, graphed over a period of you know 22 or so years. Um, so we have this, but let's sort of it, it looks kind of confusing. Let's clarify this a little bit. We see some definite points here, some drops, some, some drops, some gains, some a general gains. increase in uh, g- a general increase across the board of uh-huh. takes, but lo- also great. some dips. Exactly. So let's really look at those those pain points. Number one, that big drop right uh, at the beginning. That was nine eleven. And that's interesting because I would have thought that the amount of takes that existed would go up due to the um, you know the terrorist attacks on nine eleven. You'd be surprised. So when there are big controversial events that happen. Um, typically, what what happens is you you see a bunch a bunch of people. They have the same views. Obviously, they get more intense over time. They have very intense views, mm. but they're generally within a few categories. So they actually dropped. Fewer people had you know minute takes. They all sort of had the same take at the same time. Mm. Um, so that was you know. And, and in fact, we lost a lot of really good takes during nine eleven. It was really tra- real tragedy. Um, so we have the first jump though that we have. A, you know, it's leading up, um, and then we have that first jump. Um, around 2005 from 2007. Uh, you want to take a guess at what that was? Um, I'm guessing it's South Park yes. based on this, uh, South this, Park, this the, info you provided and here. A take, uh, uh, a, take a, a take a minute uh, program exactly. if there ever was one. Exactly. Um, so you had the housing market that sort of affected things a little bit. Um, we see a general growth in the middle there. That's uh, that's Twitter. Mm. So Twitter came out in that time. People found it a lot easier to put down their takes and uh, to access takes. Exactly. Um, and and of course the ramifications for the sustainability of takes due to Twitter is um, is staggering. Um, mm. But we don't have time to get into that. I touched on that briefly. All right. Now we have another drop there. You might be wondering what that is. Hmm. Uh, well, that was actually when Carly Rae Jepsen released Emotions, and that was just because everybody sort of agreed. That it was a pretty good album. I don't recall that. Well, everybody sort of had the same opinion about that one, and it sort of it was a it was a sort of like everybody around the world felt at peace for once. Um, and then, of course, we have a, a lot more takes at the very end um, when the Malo Twenty One pandemic yeah, that, started, right. Mask Gate, etc. But you notice we don't have the clap there. We don't have the slap there. No, the we, we don't. Know. We have to look. I, I didn't want to include that because that really threw the data off. Let's look at instead some rates of just. 2022. Okay, let's hear them. Uh, well, really, it's just, I mean, obviously, you have some stuff from Ukraine here, right. driving it up. But the really big thing is right at that, right at that tail end. That's the slap. Well, and, 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 I, mean, I mean, you know, I was a little a little skeptical. But when you see the data laid out like this, there's really no question. Yes. Um, and it's not just the rates of the takes. It's the intensity of takes. So if you look at this next one, you have 
a very, you'll see that people have very intense takes that the last peak right there, that is explained by the Cambrian slap as well. Fantastic. Um, but the real thing I want to talk about, the future of takes. Well, everyone wonders what the next big take is going to be. So, um, so, well, so we, where, we, what's this about the hot take singularity? Well, the hot take singularity, uh, well, we just think that we're coming, we're coming very close to a time where we might see a conscious hot take. And this visual, I, I think, sort of explains it all. A, t- a hot take that will sort of be conscious in itself. Hot takes, hot takes can, personal, entire personalities can be built out of individual hot takes. But what if people were born out of alien hot takes themselves? People were birthed out of a hot take. Well, you know, takes tend to beget takes. Opinions beget opinions. And it seems as though, that seems more likely than not, uh, honestly. I could see a self-perpetuating opinion um, at some point in the future. I could see that. Uh, well, thank you very much, Kai. I know we had to rush a little bit towards the end of there, but That's I think I was that, was qu- that was quite informative. I feel as though people will be able to better form new opinions knowing the history of opinions and takes. And, um, where it comes from. But of course, uh, now we must end the program. Uh, We are actually a little over as it stands. So why don't we uh, hop into, um, well, it's not a citizen science this week. Um, This week? Um, I decided to bring a little something. Well, you know, it just seemed silly to do a show about opinions and then include more opinions on top of it. Well, this isn't opinions. What we're doing is, exactly, what you're saying is we're not doing opinions anymore. What we're doing is science. We are talking about the science of success. Which is a program we did relatively recently, but it was such, it proved to be so popular yes. that we felt as With though we could bring, and, and well, according to you, uh-huh. I should say, um, that we decided to bring it back in a, in a slightly miniaturized form. So, um, so he, here we go. As science tells us, success is a muscle you need to work out. You need to isolate it in order for it to grow. But how? Well, we've collected some of the most, the most scientific of theories proposed by real science engineers out there. Uh, success engineers. Uh, sorry, success engineers uh, out there um, on the new medias. And we are excited to share them with you in our first scientific success portion. Um, so the title of this one is called Make Your Kid a Billionaire. Give your kid $10 for every chore they do around the house. You will raise a kid who has an employee mindset. Give your kid $10 for every book on personal development they read you will raise a kid who has a billionaire mindset. You know whose kids have a billionaire mindset, Rowan? Who's that? Elon Musk. I would like to close on a quote by one of my personal gurus, Ashwagandha Silverstein. Uh Um, And he said this in one of his lectures. Do not mistake silence for passivity a sour word today can make the crab apple thrice as bitter tomorrow. Not just good life advice, but good gardening advice as well. I would assume so. Eureka Cast now is meticulously researched, produced, and presented with the support of Tech Brothers New Media Labs in Chicago, Illinois. We are broadcast every Saturday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. CST on WLPN LP 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio and simulcast live on twitch.tv slash Lumpen Radio at that same time. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please follow us at EurekaCast on Twitter and Instagram and visit our website at EurekaCast.org. Rowan? If you engage in other forms of social media, please feel free to find us at Facebook.com slash EurekaCast or send an electronic mail to EurekaCastNow at gmail.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the program, feel free to reach out at that email, which is once again EurekaCastNow at gmail.com, or drop a line just to say hello and, um, you know, suggest any ideas for things you'd like to uh, uh, see addressed on the program. Uh, we're always happy to communicate with the citizen scientists out there and the um, accredited scientists as well. Mm-hmm. And with all that out of the way, Chicago, allow us here at Eureka Cast now a walk away from the discourse we have undoubtedly caused, knowing that someone somewhere has learned. I'm seeing in a 15th dimension.